Hey, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. We got lots to get to. Newt Gingrich will be with us a little later this hour. Lou Dobbs, of course, you got to follow Lou Dobbs on Twitter and uh, everywhere. And he's got a new podcast that you should be listening to every day. It's the Great America Show. Lou Dobbs podcast. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. Lou Dobbs, how you doing? Do we have him? Oh, I hear. Hello, uh, Lou Dobbs. Are you there? I am here. There you, you are. Me? Yeah, now I can hear you. So I love the new podcast. What does it feel like doing a podcast every day? Well, I love it. Uh, you know, we get to talk longer, listen longer, and it's a, it's a great medium. I had no idea what I was <laughs> what I was missing. I actually started a podcast back in two thousand nine. Uh, if you can imagine that, which was a, a compendium, if, uh, if you will, of all of my uh, columns. But anyway, uh, and then sort of drifted away from it. Yeah. Hey, if you watched uh, that Biden speech yesterday, wasn't that frightening, the bumbling uh, incompetence of he, he didn't seem to know what he was talking about? Mark, I, I don't know where we're headed as a nation, but I have to tell you that this man has, if every American isn't, scared to death watching him in public try to put together sentences try to get through without coughing try try <laughs> to communicate in some coherent comprehensible fashion uh, and fail day after day uh, this was a big deal he had days to get ready and this is what we got it, it it's deeply concerning at the very least yeah you're right he kept talking about the mask the mask in the meantime he's coughing and he's touching his face and he's it's just uh... Uh. Looked awful. And was it me or did he repeat the same speech three times? <laughs> I, I I have to tell you, uh, I could not finish the <laughs> the the watching, the listening. Uh, I I had to just turn away from it. It it, it was just awful. Uh, and and to expect the American people to put up with that is uh, in to me it's unthinkable. Well, the biggest crime is the media, because he made a speech where he said, uh, the answer is vaccines and let's do more testing. And the media writes about this incredible plan he's unveiled and uh, how oh, he's right on top yeah. of this. Uh, what are we going to do about yeah. this media? Yeah, 500 million tests will be sent out. We already know from the computer models that over 70% of the cases now are uh, uh, Omicron. Yeah. Uh, what is he going to learn? What is he going to... It's It's crazy. We're getting reports from the the epicenter of South Africa, where it began, that the cases are mild and that this thing is running uh, itself out, just as every uh, everyone, uh, virologist, epidemiologist, had uh, hoped and prayed it would. It looks like this may have a this variant, at least, may have a happy ending. Yet Boris Johnson, Germany, uh, the Biden, you know, these people want a crisis, I swear to you. Uh, they must because they seem to just wallow in it instead of leading, instead of trying to, uh, well, instead of build back better, they might start thinking about lead better because yeah. they need they need to do everything better than they're doing it. Yeah, you're right. He's not uh, he's, he's not trying to give any hope or inspiration and Bill Gates and all these, what the hell are they up to? I, I mean, I, he just looks as creepy as can be on all of this. Yeah, I, well, he looks creepy. He talks creepy. He obviously thinks that he is, uh, you know, you know, is one of the world's wealthiest men. He's uh, a favorite American oligarch. Uh, the uh, left-wing corporate media just laps that up. 
They said, well, he knows what he's talking about. This is going to be the worst uh, uh, phase of a pandemic that we've ever seen, et cetera, et cetera, as just supporting everything, all of the nonsense that he was spewing. Uh, you know, if I want, I want to listen to what's going to happen, I want to hear from uh, Peter McCullough. I, you know, Dr. McCullough knows what he's talking about. I want to hear from people who actually know what they're talking about, not a, a Dr. Fauci, who seems to be, a, again, to have a, a vested interest in long, uh, dark winters and winters of death. Uh, it, it's enough to make you physically ill to think what people have to put up with as they pay attention to these people. These are not, uh, by the way, Dr. Fauci talking about, he, he is science. He is the personification of science. He is the personification of sensationalism uh, and should really be retired. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you're absolutely right. What if we had term limits for the deep state, the, the swamp people? Uh, <laughs> That's a grand idea, Mark. I love it. Uh, uh, and, then I, you know, I think that uh, Trump tried that. Uh, the deep state seemed to resent the effort even to uh, to accept his idea of term limits. Uh <laughs> He wanted them all out at the same time. I'm calling that a term limit, Mark. Yeah. Everybody should be listening to Lou Dobbs' new podcast, The Great America Show. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. And follow him on Twitter. I love this tweet about, uh, and this is a big issue. Nobody has been caught lying more than Joe Biden. And on big things, little things, what is it with the constant lying? He, he can't help himself. Uh, he is a plagiarist. He is a liar. He has no concept uh, no specificity in his uh, in his uh, statements that it's just uh, to me unthinkable that this guy is actually being put up there posing as the leader of the free world. Uh, it's just incredible that he is there to begin with, but that he is still there with these nonsensical statements and these uh, built-up moments. Uh, I think the guy is just, I think he's completely lost it. Uh, he he is uh, to me uh, utterly utterly inco- incapable of doing the job uh, that he won uh, back in November, or for which he got the job anyway. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, in the coming year or two? What do you think China, Russia, Iran do? Obviously, they're looking to take advantage of this weakness. What do they, What do you think will happen? Well. You know, it's it's going to depend upon their their judgments of mercy uh, and uh, fair play, because having Joe Biden in the White House is not going to be a very fair fight. What would go through your mind, Mark, if we're sitting there, we're looking at uh, Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin? Uh, Putin already has his troops massed on the Ukrainian border. What would stop him? After watching Joe Biden, uh, his performance yesterday, what would stop him from immediately saying, let's move now, because this guy obviously is incapable of leading uh, the world's supposed only superpower. Uh, this, his condition is a dangerous provocation to two communist dictators. Okay, Putin is a former communist dictator, but it's hard to tell the difference. Uh, But they both have troops. They both have ambitions and designs, whether it be the South China Sea, Taiwan, Ukraine, or even Poland on on the part of Russia. Uh, So I think it's a very dangerous moment, and I can't even imagine uh, that if indeed they're 
their their basic ambition is to enlarge their influence and power that they won't seize this moment. It, it yeah. is a very difficult thing for me to imagine they wouldn't try. I think the only thing that stops them, they look at how bumbling this Lloyd Austin is, how, how bad this General Milley is. They must be thinking this is some kind of trap. They can't really be this stupid. It's a trap. <laughs> well, you know, this is, uh, this is complicated uh, psyops, but I think you have a, a, a great point. Uh, who would believe that we could have a Secretary of Defense who is more interested in social policy than in uh, defense policy? Who could imagine that General Milley would still be the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff after he voluntarily uh, sought out the top uh, military leaders of China and told them that uh, the President of the United States was uh, erratic, uh, unstable, and that they may have an attack coming their way, but they could depend on good old General Milley to let them know. Uh, how, how can you make up these characters? And then you've got three generals who come out and say that they're, they're concerned about their greatest fear is that there is insurrection mounting in the land. <laughs> Why would there not be people considering throwing over these idiots? Uh, they shouldn't be in office. It's ridiculous. But there's no sign of insurrection anywhere. And then the next thing, we have a USC CIA advisor saying the same thing. They're be, they're there is a drumbeat beginning on this nonsense. Uh, we are watching propaganda from our own people uh, at the highest levels, and it is despicable what we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, hey, did Joe Manchin do the Democrats a huge favor by killing that bill? Isn't it, aren't they going to be better off as a result? I, I you know, I really think that uh, that he really did the nation a great favor, assuming that he maintains his current posture, as you know. Uh, uh -oh. been known not to uh, uh, be able to reverse himself time and time again. But as it stands right now, he's a hero, he will be historic, and he will have saved the country because this would be an additional $5 trillion, not $1.75 trillion, as the Biden administration has lied uh, for months and months, along with Pelosi and Schumer. But this would be a $5 trillion hit uh, to, uh, to our national debt. Uh, it would be a hit when the Federal Reserve is fighting with everything it has to fight runaway inflation. Look at lumber prices. Look at any price you want. Prices are going up. What what does anybody think would happen if you put an additional $5 trillion into this economy? It, it's madness. Uh, and in, the, in that regard, at least he's saving the Democratic Party from their rightful place in history. But this also might have saved them through two elections if they'd, they'd pushed it out because yeah. Wall Street's speaking for it. Well, Lou Dobbs, great talking to you. Everybody should listen to Lou Dobbs' new podcast. You can get it wherever you get podcasts. It's called The Great America Podcast. Lou Dobbs and The Great America Show, actually, The Great America Show. But wherever you get podcasts, you can find it. And uh, Lou Dobbs, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Mark. Merry Christmas, my friend. Happy holidays. Right. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll take some calls in just a minute. Uh, lots to talk about. 1-800-941-SEAN uh, is the number. 1-800-941-SEAN. Mark Simone here for Sean. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Mark Simone NYC at Instagram. And don't forget, check out Hannity.com. Lots of great stories every day. Next year, all our troubles will be miles away. The people who make the news. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
941-SEAN is the number. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Let's go to uh, Aaron. Is calling from North Carolina. Aaron, how you doing? Um, happy holidays to you and Linda and your families. But uh, I just have, you know, maybe you'd help me out. Isn't these mandates pushing the HIPAA laws? And also, um, wouldn't this be in the civil rights kind of? Because if you don't have your shot, you can't eat here. Doesn't that sound a lot like, hey, if you're black, you can't eat here? Well, I don't know. I mean, it has to go to the courts. It has to be tested in the courts. You know, like there were some restaurants you couldn't come in if you didn't have shoes on. Some of you could. Uh, you know, it's up to the courts. Restaurants is one thing. The, the scarier mandate is everybody has to be vaccinated in every business everywhere. I mean, a lot of small businesses, for whatever reason, don't want to do that. I think the courts uh, eventually will reject that. Let's go to Dr. Jeff, who's in Colorado. Dr. Jeff, how you doing? Doing well. How are you doing, Mark? Love Very good. Okay. I was, I just had to say it hasn't been said enough. Uh, I'm, uh, an epidemiological geneticist and a research consultant. And, uh, the classic form of vaccines was cowpox back in the day that took care of smallpox. Cowpox was benign. However, vaccinating with cowpox gave conferred an immunity herd immunity to the world for smallpox and that was the solution that is still the model of vaccination and to this day anyway omicron very well could be a gift from god okay because like like cowpox it's benign fast spreading and it looks like in a very rapid sequence it's going to confer herd immunity for all covids practically overnight in fact it's yeah. evidencing so that if, if somebody gets more. if somebody gets omicron they don't have to worry about getting delta or any of the other variants omicron will give them the immunity from all the rest of them exactly exactly and that's the good news that's good holiday news for everybody as a matter of fact when of course you're talking about how they become paranoia merchants and whatnot they're actually saying the dead opposite of what indeed is happening and uh and i i just say we can thank god for this i don't think they planned on omicron because it didn't fit into their dialogue however that's the natural yeah. function, how immunities have always hey, um, worked, because that's a... Interesting stuff. Dr. Jeff, what did you say you do? You're an epidemiologist. Say it again. You're a... Uh, okay. I'm an epidemiological geneticist. All right. I'm a research consultant for the department. I'm going to walk around defense. saying that to everybody. That is the most impressive thing you could say to anybody. What do you do? I'm an epi... Say it again. An epidemiologist... Epidemiological geneticist. I'm an epidemiological geneticist. It took me about two years to learn how to even say it. But that is one impressive thing to say to somebody. Thanks for calling, Dr. Jeff. Try that next time. What do you do for a living? I'm an epidemiological geneticist. That's impressive. Sure beats saying talk show host, doesn't it? Uh, Anyway, it's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Sean taking a little time off at the end of the year. This is that period where every host disappears. You don't know where the hell they all went. But, uh, oh, you know who will be with us next? Newt Gingrich. This will be interesting because to take back the House, to take back the Senate, obviously the Democrats are going to get slaughtered, but it takes some strategy and some specifics. Newt Gingrich will talk to us about that next on The Sean Hannity Show. 
Well, this is the uh, craziest time of all these woke nuts running the country with those bumbling incompetence in the administration. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen in the midterms? We need a genius to analyze this. We need a great historian. We've uh, got it all in one person. Newt Gingrich. Uh, hey, you should check out his podcast, Newt's World. It's excellent. And make sure you get his latest book, Beyond Biden. Another great book from Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, how you doing? I'm doing great and uh, getting ready for Christmas. And I wish everybody who's listening a very Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas, and thanks for being here today. Um, the midterms, obviously, the you know, momentum is towards the uh, Republicans, but you got to do a contract, as you did. Uh, tell all the Republicans listening what they have to do to make sure they win this. Well, I think that's right. I think it's very important that we offer a positive vision focused not on politics, but on what the country needs. Uh, we need to recognize that we're in a competition with China, and that's going to take some very major reforms. We need to modernize our schools. Uh, we need, I think we need to have a balanced budget again. We did it for four straight years while I was speaker. Uh, and I think it, it would bring down inflation. It would create a much healthier future for our children and grandchildren. Uh, and, uh, we, and we can do it. It would also flush out a lot of corruption and a lot of waste, which is currently when you, you know, when you're spending like crazy, and the money seems like it has no meaning. Uh, it's amazing how many people line up at the trough and decide they might as well get some. And in California alone, we had $32 billion, not million, billion stolen in unemployment compensation money, uh, mostly by criminals actually serving time in jail using the uh, jail's computers to uh, do identity theft. So uh, that's the kind of thing that we ought to be cleaning out of the government we could really move dramatically back towards a balanced budget. Yeah, but is this all tougher now? You know, in, in that period, you had uh, biased media. Now you have totally corrupt media. Never in the mainstream media will you read any analysis of this bill and how much waste and bloat and fraud is in it. But what do you do about that corrupt media? Well, I think I think you develop alternative uh, sources of information. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, five years ago, Fox and CNN and MSNBC we're competitors. Now Fox is bigger than MSNBC and CNN combined. Uh, you look at the number of people now who, you know, rely on things. I do three newsletters a week and I do uh, three free podcasts a week. We reach well over a half million people. So we're, we're almost the equivalent of a mid-sized newspaper. And yeah. you see this happening over and over again now. People like, like if you look at Rogan's podcast the number of people who listen to him uh is probably larger than any newspaper in the country yeah hey uh, newt gingrich explain like a guy like chuck schumer he's been there a hundred years he's the elder statesman he's the powerful guy why does a guy like that start trembling in front of aoc why does a guy like that pretend he's woke when he's not <clears throat> why would well, he do that why don't he just stand up to people like that uh, well he's up for re-election and i think he's watched some senior Democrats get beat uh, by people that you wouldn't have thought possible. AOC is a good example. She beat a very senior Democrat who was considered a leader of the future, and then one day he was considered unemployed. Uh, and I think that Schumer is just running scared. Uh, you know, but when you when you listen to the squad, uh, I, I really believe it's a mental health problem, not a political <laughs> problem. Uh, these are people who are out of touch with reality. Uh, you know, if somebody walked into you and said, I have this whole new idea, 
that you're going to freeze water by putting it on the stove and you're going to boil water by putting it in the freezer, you would not say, why don't we have a political <laughs> discussion about this interesting new ideology? You would say, you're nuts. And uh, these are people, when you look at how they want to deal with criminals, you look at how they want to deal with terrorism, uh, you look at their attitude towards China. I mean, what else can you say? They're just, they're not, they're not in touch with reality. So as the great historian, how, the, this woke movement of crazy, how does this end? Does it just die out? Or it, it, yeah, I think it collapses and dies out. Uh, we had a huge lunge in this direction in the late 1960s. Uh, Theodore White wrote about it both in his 1968 Making of the President, which has an amazing chapter on the news media, and his 1972 book where he, where he said something I, I found very prophetic. He said, what, what had happened to George McGovern was that the liberal ideology had become a liberal theology, and you could no longer debate it because it was an act of religious faith. And what we've seen is the, the last uh, 40 years as that process has continued, uh, we, we had actually the largest number of bombings was in 1969-1970. We had 2,500 bombs go off in the United States from left-wing radicals. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's easy to forget that uh, there was a brief period there where the Black Panthers were openly killing policemen. There were six New York cops who were literally assassinated. Uh, there was a million people uh, demonstrating around the Pentagon. Uh, you know, so we've been down this road before, and what happens is, after a while, people get tired of it, and they say, you know, that that's nonsense, and it gradually just fades away, uh, and that's what will happen here. I mean, you know, AOC gets far more news coverage than her real powers has any uh, reality, and I think that uh, the squad will be seen someday as this collection of fruitcakes uh, <laughs> who, who got in, you know, who got into an echo chamber with the media, and they seemed really important until you thought about what they were saying. Yeah. Hey, make sure you get uh, Newt Gingrich's latest book. It's an excellent book called Beyond Biden. And listen to his podcast, Newt's World, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, well, what if uh, Biden and the Democrats realize uh, they got to change? What if they pivot now before the midterms and go rushing back to the center? Would that work for them? They'd have, well, they'd have a civil war. <laughs> I mean, the, all of the energy and drive and resources in the Democratic Party now are on the left. And that, that's why it was always impossible for them to meet Joe Manchin's demands, because you would have a rebellion, in, in particularly in the House. You'd have 90 or 100 members uh, going crazy. Uh, and I think that they, they don't realize that they've created this monster, uh, and the monster is an unreasonable left that has ideas that don't work, uh, and that's why you end up, you know, we, we did a video people can, can see uh, if, if they go to uh, the... the uh, AmericanMajorityProject.com, uh, and the video basically just says big government socialism doesn't work, and we show you whether it's the border where they have the record number of people coming across with no COVID test, no criminal record check, or it is Afghanistan where the withdrawal became a fiasco because the Pentagon now is, is, a, is a broken institution. Uh, I mean, you have people at the Pentagon who's primary interest is being woke, not winning wars, uh, which is a really dangerous for the country. Uh, it's not working with inflation. Just just go stand at any gas station and ask people, you know, you think this is working? Or go to the grocery store and ask people who are suddenly faced with a 
the largest increase in the cost of Christmas meals in history is this year. Uh, and just asking, do you think this is working? Or you look at schools where not a single child. In Baltimore, there were five schools where not a single child could pass the state exam. Not one. Wow. And, uh, and just ask, you know, so I think what you've got is a system that isn't working. Biden can't take the whole thing on because that's who they are. So, uh, Newt Gingrich, you wrote this uh, frightening editorial, this op-ed, because you've got the weakest cabinet ever, the weakest president, the weakest military. What is China going to do? What is Russia going to do? In this, uh, well, look, in this I, if, if, if we were faced with the Chinese decide, and, and remember that Putin uh, in Russia and Xi Jinping in, in China talk r- routinely and meet routinely, uh, and, and they, they clearly see themselves as allies against the United States. If you ended up one one weekend, maybe shortly after the Winter Olympics were over, and you had the Russians moving in Ukraine and the Chinese communists moving on Taiwan, we don't have the capacity to deal with that. Uh, and and uh, and if we tried to deal with it, uh, I think frankly we'd lose. Every admiral who's testified has said we lose every war game over Taiwan. Every one of them. Yeah. Now, where, where's Where's the crisis plan to fix the Pentagon? Where's the realization that the United States could be defeated? Uh, and, and you don't see any sense of, re- of realism about what we're up against. And I think it's the bureaucracies are, are fat and they're happy and they're going to Christmas parties and they certainly don't want to, you know, just let's drink a little more eggnog and not worry about it. Hmm. So if uh, if they invade Taiwan and take it, as you say, all the war games show we can't uh, win that battle. What do we do then? Just let it go, and that's well. You have a you have a real crisis, both because the United States will have lost so much prestige that we clearly will no longer be considered the dominant power. But you also have a crisis because if you add the Taiwanese production of, of computer chips to the Chinese communist production, they have seventy percent of the world's supply of computer chips. I mean, you, you, you go down the list here, people do not realize how dangerous our policies have been and what Trump was trying to fix, which is that we have, we have outsourced to, to Taiwan and to Chinese, the communist China an enormous number of important things. I think 90% of the, pharma, of the prescription drugs use material that comes from China. So the the fear that they would cut us off from all our chips, which is every appliance and car and all prescription drugs, but could they really do that? Wouldn't that devastate their economy? Well, they might decide that that, that it's worth it if they win the war. Well, and, uh, and remember, not- remember, they're they're a dictatorship. They're not going to have a lot of people in the street complaining because yeah. they'll shoot they'll they'll shoot them. So uh, Russia wants Crimea. It's got a warm water, deep water port that they can. What, what is their ultimate goal in all this? Well, I mean, we tend to forget Putin was a KGB agent. Yeah, and he was trained, and, and he has said the greatest disaster of the 20th century was the, the, the collapse of the Soviet Union, its defeat by the United States. Uh, he wants to recreate the Soviet Union, so he wants to bring Ukraine back in and Belarusia back in, and then he wants to bring back in Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia, uh, and in effect, uh, reassert uh, the Soviet I had this experience in, in 93. I was uh, on a congressional delegation to Moscow uh, during the Yeltsin period, and I met with the 
vice president of uh, Russia, uh, who uh, was an Air Force general. And we were in this huge room. It must have been like 40 feet long. And the one entire wall was a map of the Soviet Union. Being clever, I said to him, gosh, that's a map of the Soviet Union. Now, it had collapsed, and they were now in the Russian Republic. And he looked at me and smiled, and he said, yes, it'll be like that again, you know. (laughs) Well, uh, we've got to end on a positive note. Just tell us, uh, uh, Newt Gingrich's book, Beyond Biden, is an excellent book. But can we get through three more years of this guy? Will we oh, be sure. okay? Look, we, we, bar, barring the risk of defeat by Russia and China, which is real, if that doesn't happen, uh, four years from now we will be rolling. I think with the first week break will be the election next year. We'll win the House by a huge margin. We'll pick up probably four seats in the Senate, uh, maybe five. Uh, and uh, we will start, you know, start moving in the right direction. And frankly, uh, you know, I think Biden doesn't have the energy to fight with a Republican Congress, uh, and then we'll win the presidency in, in 24, and uh, we'll be back in liberating the American people, reestablishing the entrepreneurial genius that, that uh, made us great, and we will have defeated uh, you know big government socialism, and once again be back to being the most uh, dynamic country in the world. All right, let's end on a positive note. It's You should listen to uh, Newt Gingrich's podcast. It's Newt's World. It's great. You can get it wherever you get podcasts and read his latest book, it's excellent, Beyond Biden by Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, thanks for being with us. Take care. Thank you. All right. Take care. Interesting stuff. We, uh, we'll take some calls in a minute. Uh, 1-800-941-SEAN is the number. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity.